Healthcare and senior care is fraught with problems and challenges, but we're also seeing some amazing new clinical treatments and resources. This show will help illuminate and uncover the good, bad, and the ugly in order to equip patients, families, and other healthcare providers. Welcome to Senior Care Confidential. Good afternoon, Brian. Hey, Joe. How are you doing today? Fantastic. We have an awesome guest, a rock star guest, Priscilla Romans today, and we are talking about COVID. So we know at Senior Care Confidential, we talk about the good, bad, and the ugly. This is a controversial topic, talking about the new COVID variant. Uh, Should we be wearing masks? Should we be boosted? And... We have a special guest, Priscilla, who has been uh, written up in the Epic Times and really knows her stuff on COVID, um, just the different side of things you may not see in the regular newspaper. And so I love your information, Priscilla, and let's just get started. I do want to say you are a care advocate, a nurse advocate. You're a registered nurse, myself too. And you are really kind of the one that got me started working as a care manager. So I thank you for that. Oh, nice. I, I do a little <laughs> different variety than you do. We, you know, there's so many things that nurses can do now. And, uh, but I love your confidence and I love the fact that you just say it like it is. And uh, so let's talk about tell me what you think about this new variant and should we worry? Well, um, if we're going to be real honest today, we're going to be honest. We're going to be real honest. Okay, we're be real honest. Um, COVID is such a difficult topical topic for people to talk about, just because of what happened in 2020. It kind of brings back that PTSD nightmares. Everybody goes to thinking about all the mask wearing, the lockdowns, the businesses that got affected. It really was difficult during that time. So now, with all the headlines coming out, I mean. I see COVID again, and people are talking about a new variant. And uh, let's just put it this way. It's the BS variant. I mean, there's going to always be variants with things, right? This is um, viral. Um, Viruses change over time. Um, That's why everybody past years would say there's a new flu. There's a new flu. Okay, well. So it's no different than the flu. Well, remember, we go back to what people are experiencing, signs and symptoms, right? I don't diagnose. I'm not a doctor. But what I can say is the BS variant that's out right now, um, people need to really start thinking about their immune system. Go back to what's the root cause. So people go, I don't think I ever got over COVID. Some people are experiencing what's called long COVID. Well, they haven't gotten better because their immune system isn't where it should be. So we don't want to ignore the current signs and symptoms and just think it's like the cute new BS variant. Um, You're going to miss things. And that's what happens in, in, in patient care is the gaps happen, right? We don't think about maybe there's a root cause that we really need to be thinking about and has nothing to do with COVID. We don't want to get distracted with diagnoses. We want to understand what's the root cause. So us as patient advocates, we have to really think outside the box and not to get get distracted because that's what happened in 2020. That's why Mm -hmm. there were so many deaths. That's why Mm -hmm. the protocols didn't work because it wasn't the patient protocol. It was the big healthcare protocol Mm -hmm. that was used in the hospitals. It wasn't appropriate for everybody. It wasn't. We helped 
Many people struggle in the hospital, communicate with their doctor saying, I don't want that protocol, but they didn't even know what they did want. So it's very important as patient advocates for us to educate, to say what is really going on. If you do, if you are feeling sick, absolutely, we've got to do something about it. If it is COVID, great, let's actually do something about it. Now we get to those other topics you talked about. Do we go get another booster, right? Do I keep swabbing myself with these tests that maybe are giving a false positive? Well, and I went to the fabric store on the way here, and um, one of the women that was cutting the fabric uh, had on an N95 today. Mm. And so, you know, obviously she is terrified. Right. Um, so I know Jill Biden, Dr. Biden, um, has COVID right now. Yeah. We've heard about it on the news, and she has been vaccinated. She's been boosted the max number of times. Yep. She's had COVID and now she's got it again. So what would you say about that? Yeah, I, I would. I have a lot to say about that, actually, because um, we have to ask the question, why is she getting sick? If she got double vaccinated, if that's what she got, or just the J&J and now has gotten multiple boosters, what has that done for her? And now she's sick again? I mean, I don't know. She, I mean, she might not want to come out of her house for several reasons, maybe because her son's misbehaving, if we really want to be honest. But I mean, that's just the truth, my opinion. Um, But she's sick for a reason. And she put, in my opinion, foreign ingredients in her body, unless she got the memo, because I know a lot of people who went and got the COVID vaccination, they're still wondering what they put in their body. Mm -hmm. And now they are sick. They've gotten COVID multiple times. People call us all the time. I'm, I'm sick again. I'm sick again. I got COVID again. Now I have cancer. Now I have, we're seeing people that have never, ever been so sick except for after their vaccination. So I would just have people think, did they start getting worse after they got the vaccination? And then we have to ask ourselves the question, are you vaccine injured? Because injuries do happen. Just like a medication, there are adverse reactions with medications, pills we put in our body, right? So why wouldn't people get sick after a vaccination that we know, I don't have the memo of all the ingredients, do you? I'm wondering, where's the memo? I would love to know what are all the ingredients because some people are very, very sick. We've got a lot of great doctors and people out there talking about what is going on with the spike glycoproteins in the body that's replicating even on autopsy after people have died and they're going, well, what do we do? Is this related to the vaccination or not? The, the relationship cause, you know, is that a factor? I've got questions. I need more answers, but as a patient advocate, I'm going to continue to ask these questions because that's why people come to me. And, and just a question too, Brian, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just good, yeah. so fascinated. Sorry. So, okay. I had the J and J. And two days after I had the J&J, my daughter lived in Manhattan, and I wanted to be able to visit and take her to restaurants, and so I had the vaccine. Um, Two days later, it was taken off the market, and yes, I was a little nervous about it. Um, I did have a really bad reaction. I reported to the VAERS, the V-A-E-R-S. Good job doing that. Good job doing that. Um, I've not yet to receive any kind of a thank you. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Tell me about those symptoms. So tell me what is the purpose of the VAERS 
um, if people say they decide they do or they are nervous about this vaccinate this um, new strain and they want to get a booster, um, say they do have a complication, what do they do? Well, first of all, good job reporting it because we have to also think about how many people have not reported their injuries to the VAERS, right? Nobody's really monitoring it. They have very little staff that are monitoring and getting back. That's why you're not hearing anything. And honestly, let's just be really perfectly clear about this. Why would they really want to dig through that information? It's a reporting system. They can say, yep, we have somewhere people can go. I mean, I wonder if the public, if it's public knowledge that we could see how many people have actually... Well, you, you can't... You there. You can actually go and find per lot type. There is a place where you can actually... Our advocates do screenings where you, we can look up the lot and you can actually see what are the risk and mortality with that top of lot lot that's given. Remember the vial, every vial, they have a lot number that right. goes with it. And that's how they do the tracking. Well, if people do report, right, they have to also report what lot they got. So there is a mechanism where you can go find that information. However, there's not a lot of great reports because when you went and did the VARES, was it easy to do? No. No, that's exactly the point. They don't want to make it easy. I question that. Why are we making it so complicated with a new COVID vaccination? We should be able to place that information in very quickly. You think about the doctors and the nurses and the hospitals. They don't have time to do that. They don't. I I used to work at the bedside. They had no time to sit there and go, mm -hmm. let me go put in a VAERS note right now. It's not happening. So I hesitate to go, all the information is in there. It's not. We're missing a lot of data points, and that's really critical to understanding then how do people make an informed decision about going to get another vaccination or another booster or even their flu or pneumonia, right? I question everything, and I think mm -hmm. people should because they are changing things in the vaccination pharmaceutical companies alone, right? Well, after my just reaction to the COVID vaccine, I'm nervous about shingles. You know, I'm over 50. I suppose should be getting the pneumonia, flu, and shingles vaccine, and I'm not getting any of them. Yeah. I just, I'm not comfortable. Yeah, and that, that's your rat right, right? You get that opportunity to say no. That's what a lot of people don't know what to do with. They don't even know they can say no to their doctor because right now, today, this month, in September and October, we think about all the texts and emails that are going out from doctor's office going, Remember, it's time for your next booster. Remember, it's flu and pneumonia season. Come come on and get it. I would say, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what exactly are you doing for your immune system? Because if you think a quick drive-through to go get a vaccination in your arm is the answer, I hesitate to really say that might not be the best answer for you. Maybe there's other solutions you sh should think about, such as your immune system your God-given immune system. How do you really get that put together? How to do say, we fight how infection? How do we fight it? And we can. Mm -hmm. And you actually can through natural remedies. I know, it's crazy. You actually sometimes don't need a pharmaceutical. And we even get calls from moms going, the doctor gave my child another antibiotic or gave my, my mom another antibiotic and their gut is just ripped apart. Well, what's the antibiotic for? What's the adverse reactions of the antibiotic? Is the doctor just giving you a prescription just to appease you so you leave the office, right, and say, he didn't do anything for me. But for viral things, antibiotics don't work. They no. don't. So we really need to start talking about those things. And 
I, I know a lot of doctors because they're trying to keep their patient satisfaction scores up. They'll be like, yeah, I wrote a, I wrote an antibiotic so I could keep them quiet. I did something, but it wasn't the right thing. It wasn't. And that's what we should be doing as patient advocates, as my team advocates for people globally, not even here in the States, we help people globally find options that they deserve to know. So I have a, a client right now. She's 75, has never had the vaccine, does not want the vaccine. So she asked me to ask you, what does she do if she gets COVID? Well, um, first of all, I would tell her, have a get a patient advocate because- <laughs> And she's got one. <laughs> right? So that's number one. So she can really ask those questions and make sure when she's going to see the doctor, they're getting the right labs done right? Is there any diagnostics they need? I would review the medications. I would also review with the supplements, right? Very basic things. What are, what's the vitamin D level? A lot of people play in a vitamin D level that is in the normal ranges. A lot of people really should be at a higher vitamin D level. Um, when you have a, a higher vitamin D level, you actually can ward off more advanced di di diseases than a low one in that, you know, 30, 40 range. Some people, when they have advanced disease, they should really live at a higher vitamin D level. So a lot of great naturopathies and information out there that people can go look and say, what does having a higher vitamin D do? That's information they should go look and they can get a blood test to say, where am I at? And they should be asking that. Just like the typical lab test, people go get a CBC, a CMP. Well, what about the vitamin D? What about it? So very basic, very something that people can tangibly do and then start asking questions. And then if they need to up it when they're sick, which they probably need to do, right? And they need to talk with their doctor about the supplements they're on. And if their doctor doesn't understand supplements, you need to get a new doctor, divorce them. They, they're not any good, okay? <laughs> I mean, that's the reality. You're, you should be able to talk to your doctor about anything. And you should be able to tell them about all the natural things that you're taking, it shouldn't just always be about pharmaceuticals mm -hmm. and testing. Mm -hmm. What are you doing for your immune system? And if that doctor doesn't know and doesn't talk about nutrition, I don't think that's a great doctor, you know, or at least getting you in touch with somebody that does know how to do those things. It's very important. Well, so a couple of quick questions for you okay. on the vaccine injuries, because I know you filled out the VAERS. Is there a time period where it can be related to potentially the vaccine or like once you get past a certain, I don't know, six months or a year or whatever, if disease processes crop up, disease processes crop up then, yeah. is it attributed still back to that or what's what's kind of the general rule, so to speak, of that? That's a, that's a really good question because even when people come to us and they say, I think that the issues I'm having is related to the vaccine that I got. Yeah. I'm talking to my doctor about it and my doctor doesn't want to talk about it being a vaccine injury right. because they don't want to write it down as a vaccine injury because other things happen with that, you know, mm -hmm. too. And doctors- We've are, had many of those. Right. Yep. And, and that shouldn't be. that They should, yeah. number one, they should be able to talk mm -hmm. to their doctor about a vaccine injury so, that they so think it is. For the layman, why can't, if they, why can't the doctor say it is vaccine related? Well, a lot of, I would even go a, a, a different step. I would ask your doctor, have they ever diagnosed anybody with a vaccine injury? And I'm going to almost tell you, they're going to say no, because they don't want to, because that is in conflict with the pharmaceutical industry, right? Does that make sense? I mean, it's, it, it's, that can be very like almost a conflict of interest 
And that's scary for people because they go, well, they don't even want to talk about it. And they might not have ever treated anybody with a vaccine injury or recognize their issues as a vaccine injury. So you, that's why you do have to have a doctor that's able to diagnose and help walk you through right. those things. But there's a difference though in like what you experienced in your first 48 hours. And we know Correct. many people and who two had years that. Later. Yes. So what do you, how are we, how are you figuring out what's true vaccine injury versus a lot of life. it is subjective, right? Yeah. Because the doctors don't want to diagnose them. I can't diagnose sure. them because I'm not sure. a medical doctor, but we can also use something called common sense, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's amazing. We can use common sense yeah. still. It's awesome. Um, and there's not a drug for that. So right. it's just like tap into it and think what changed after you went and got the vaccine? Did anything change? And then down the road, maybe we're out two two years plus from when somebody originally got right. their original um, two vaccines. And people are coming to us going, well, we got this and we've ex been experiencing these issues, heart issues, mm -hmm. unexplained, new cancer diagnoses, and actually multiple new cancers at the same time. So usually a doctor will diagnose cancer as a primary cancer. We've had doctors say, there's multiple cancers. I don't even know which one's the primary, where it oh, even wow. started. And that's what we call turbo cancer. Okay. okay. So we can't do the cause and relationship, but we can use our common sense saying something changed. There's something going on in the body that has, that has caused something to go sure. awry. Right. And so when they inject it, they said it didn't stay in the arm. Right. The injection went throughout the body. Well, we don't know where exactly it's going to go in each person's body, male or female, different ages. Yep. So that's why it's very confusing to go, well, I think that vaccine actually, my loved one had a brain bleed from it. We've had these calls said, we really think this is related. They've never had these issues. Yep. I think Blood it makes it harder when, when, we're not able or willing because it's such a hot button issue. You, you can't, can't. You feel uncomfortable, even. Either. Correct. Correct. But the problem is, if, if you're, if people aren't willing to have the discussion in the first place, right. then it makes it even worse because now we can't actually lay our cards on the table and go, okay, these things, these are the things that we are clearly seeing. Like you know, you can look at population studies. You can see rises in X, Y, or Z. I'm sure you guys right. have looked at those things. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when did those things start happening? You know, there's there's timelines of that, and I think it's it would be wise for us to have the discussions because there are going to be some of those. There's going to be cancers that are not attributed to the vaccine. There's going to right. be heart issues that are not attributed That's to right. the vaccine. But the fact that we can't even have the discussion right. makes it hard to figure out what's what. What's what. And we need good doctors yeah. to have that discussion with because then we can get the right lab work, the right diagnostics, maybe sending them to a right specialty. There are options yeah. out there. And, and that's what we really want to uncover here because people, we're going to get the COVID-19 vaccines mm -hmm. thinking they were doing the right thing. Yep. They had other comorbidities, other things that were going on health-wise. And so it can be hard to contribute. Yeah. But the, the bottom line is we've got to go back to what's the root cause and digging at that. Because if we don't address the root cause, all we're doing is putting Band-Aids on things. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we get a lot of questions. You know, we're, we're healthcare providers in the home. So we get a lot of questions about things. Hey, especially early on, not, not as much now, although we're starting to get the questions now on with the mm -hmm. rising, as you call it, the BS variant. Um, <laughs> but with the, right, you know, <laughs> with the new variant. The election um, variant. Right. So, um, but we do, get, we do get questions about that now. Like, what are, we, what are you guys preparing for? In fact, I got a call, I got a call just yesterday about that, um, wanting to know, hey, what's our policy on this? What are you guys looking at with this? What do you think is going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. So 
the, the patients are asking anyway. And the fact that they're coming to us, it's probably because we have a relationship with them. We're seeing them in their own homes, but that conversation isn't happening someplace else. And so that's why we're glad, I'm glad to have you here because at least it gives them some resource to reach out to. If these things are starting to happen, here's who you can contact um, to ask those questions too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I know we're going fast. We've got yeah. very little time left and <laughs> The mask. I know there were 78 studies done that the masks do not protect you from COVID. So what are your thoughts on yeah. people wearing masks? Yeah. You know, I, like no, I said, take today. off the mask. Just take off the mask. We don't need the mask. You need your immune system to be built up. And there were studies. The Cochrane study is a good one. There's a lot of other studies people can go research. It didn't do anything. And actually, I think it actually um, caused more harm than anything because our society needs to see each other see each other smiling and laughing. Mm -hmm. The babies need to be seeing our, our nonverbal skills. So take off the mask. Build your immune system. Get a patient advocate. There are things that you can do to like be awesome in life. And what I love, you know, I I reach out to Priscilla if I have questions. You know, I want the best for my clients. You know, and I don't have all the answers. Priscilla has all the answers on this. Really I don't have all the answers. Stuff. You have a lot of answers, <laughs> and you've got a lot. She's of been contacts. a great resource. You've been for an sure. awesome yeah. resource, and just appreciate so much. So if if somebody wants to get in touch with you. Um, how can they reach you? Yeah, super simple. Just go to Graith Care, G-R-A-I-T-H Care, C-A-R-E dot com. And you can go to the website and just click get an advocate. And we do a match processing processing with you in terms of what are your needs. We want to match you with the right fit advocate. And um, we're just really excited about helping connect those dots for you. Um, so that way you are not fearful of the BS variant. And um, I know, doesn't it sound good to say that? It, it is. Does. It's yeah. crazy. The healthcare system really does <laughs> after, suck. After being we're just told to shut be... up for so long, yeah, it's going to... Right, right. So take off the mask yeah. and be free. Medical and ask freedom. questions. Yeah. Ask any question. I know. Ask the doctor. Yeah. Ask the doctor. All right, so we're going to move on that subject for, <laughs> just for a second. So I know, because I want to give credit to you too, that I know outside of helping people navigate post-COVID, post-shot, all that kind of stuff, you do a lot of other things, helping people navigate mm -hmm. the mess of the healthcare system that we're dealing with. Um, yeah. And so I know even in like the hospital system, we were just talking before the show about some patients that I have currently that were frustrated with what's been happening in the hospital system. Like they're being left in bed for 24 hours a day and then they wonder why they come home and they're, and you know, they're set back three weeks right. because mm -hmm. now they can't get up and move around as easily. So you you also help with those kind of things too. And you're yep. almost, you're not bedside because you're, you do a lot of these things remotely, but you yep. and your team are also there advocating for someone essentially at bedside or via the phone yep. to say, Hey, these are questions that you should be asking. Can you expound That's on right. that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so just take off the COVID stuff off the plate. Yeah. Any type of healthcare question that people have, whether in the hospital or at home or in Australia, we've done it. We've yeah. helped people in all 50 states, over 10 different countries right now. I think I lost track. We might be up to, I don't know, we've got a quite, quite a few more that have come in. And what's exciting about this is whatever the need is, we can fill that. Because our team, we have over 20 advocates. They all have different backgrounds. ICU backgrounds, pediatric, NICU, insurance advocate for those questions, PTOT. Um, and those are, they can talk to and say, hey, I've got a loved one in Manhattan and I need to find a good home health. Now, 
Yeah. Brian, we need your home health in some of these other places. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, I'm serious <laughs> I because there are some yeah. terrible, yeah. terrible, horrible, yeah. horrible, horrible. Um, situations out there where they're like, we haven't seen the home health. Yes, we are going to find a better option for you. So and I think a lot of people, a lot of people think that maybe the primary care doctor's job has been that, but that's not really what's been happening. So they're, yeah. is that why they're reaching out to you? Because yeah. they're realizing that I'm not getting the answers or the, the pieces aren't fitting together mm -hmm. or I have other questions and maybe the doctor doesn't have the time to spend yep. to help these things. And, and like you said, you're also getting into, I know you're helping with the financial part of it too. Like somebody yeah. you know just... Yeah, I mean, the, they need... It. So if a hospital wasn't getting, isn't being clear in communicating with the patient, yeah. or let's say there's an insurance or a grievance, I mean, we even do case reviews. We've literally teed up the best cases to attorneys so that way the attorney can go address the situation because there was negligence. Yeah. And that's very important. As patient advocates, we just go after. It doesn't matter what the situation is. We go figure it out and we go find the right people to make sure those things move forward for our people. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. I know. Thank you so much, Priscilla. You've been awesome. Thank and you. we just love having you. We want you to come back again. For sure. I won't talk more. about BS anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. okay. We thank yeah. you, though. Yeah. And uh, Nexus, um, uh, Brian, how can we get in touch with you at Nexus if we somebody needs some physical therapy? Just emails fine. B R I A N Brian at nexushomehealthcare.com. I, I get emails and text messages all the time. So that's probably the best way to get in touch with me. That's great. Yeah. And how about you? I am Joe Alt at joycarematagement.com. Right. And we're all here if you need us yep. and love our patients. So thank you so much. Y'all have a great week yep. and we will talk to everyone again soon.